Welcome to the worst of the best podcast. You wanted the best. Well, they didn't freaking make it! So here's what you get. From Canada, Ryan and Ruben. What's going on here? Welcome to the Worst of the Best podcast. Welcome to the jungle, baby. All right, we're going to go over the very worst of Guns N' Roses. For starters, Ruben, you and I are like big fans of Guns N' Roses. Yes. We have been listening. Put it this way. (laughs) Put it this way. Put it it that way. You and I have been listening to them when we remember when Gene Our Lives was the new album. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's how long we've been listening to them. There was a time that we were only listening to Appetite because that was the only album they had available for us. These guys are huge. Right now, they're touring called the Not In This Lifetime Tour. It's the largest tour in the world right now. Number one. Number one. Five million tickets. It's crazy. Five million tickets. We will never. Millions of people. We will never reach five million listeners. Ever. Combined. (laughs) Ever. So these guys are huge. Yeah. Huge. How many times have you seen them live? I've seen them live three times. I saw them with. Oh, the, I got you beat. Not surprising. I saw them in 1991, two months before they released the Usual Illusion album. So I saw the original lineup minus Adler. It was Matt Storm on the drums. He was a new member at the time. Song with Izzy Stradlin. Amazing. They played the Usual Illusion songs. I heard them for the first time live on stage. It blew me away. It was an amazing concert. Skid Row opened, Tacoma. Then I saw them again in 93, the same tour. That's where I got this t shirt. 1993. And uh, this was in Vancouver. I can't remember who opened for them. Was it the Brian May Band. Oh, thank you. It was Brian May. From Queen. Oh, that, is that where he's from? Well, as some people might not know. Yes, Brian May. He did a great job, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Great he job. Did. He did. Uh, I, just, I just forgot. It wasn't because it wasn't good. I just forgot. Uh, that was a great show. Do you remember when the, they were at pizza? Yeah. In the middle of the show, they had an acoustic set. That's right. They had some couches out. A pizza guy comes out, and he's like, I'm on stage with Guns N' Roses. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then you and I had tickets with our brother Jason to see him in Vancouver, but then there was a riot yeah. that didn't happen. And then I saw them the next night in Seattle, and then I saw them in Calgary in 2006 with my brother Jason, and then um, saw them with you. No, were you there? No, I saw them with you in September 2017. That's the last time I saw them. Yeah. So it was three times for me. Yeah. You've gone multiple times for, yes. for reasons because they put on an incredible show. They played three plus hours of music from six albums. It's amazing. They only have six albums. Over 100 million albums sold it's worldwide. Incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. As big as fans as we are of Guns N' Roses, each one of their albums seems to have a dud or a wilted rose, if you may, 
And we're here to take that out of the garden and keep this bouquet fresh. Okay. Pretty good. Okay. Mm, pretty yeah, cheesy. I know. It was, it was a little <laughs> better bit than what I had. Okay. What was yours? I had nothing. Okay. So it was better. That said, yeah, songs that for me have stood the test of time. So we're going to work backwards. You know, yeah, we're going to work backwards. We're going to start with their 2008 release, Chinese Democracy, basically known as the Axel Rose Project. And we're going to work backwards from that album to Appetite for Destruction. Uh-huh. Okay. Chinese Democracy, first off, I love it. It's a great album. I think it's a great album. It is. It's a very good album. There was a time, that's a song from the album, by the way. Yes. But there was a time when this album, when it came out, I remember saying to myself, I wish Axel maybe released this album under the Axel Rose name. Like, just call this yeah, an yeah. Axel Rose. Now, I stand corrected. He has proven me wrong because. Guns N' Roses play songs now from that album on stage with Slash and Duff. Chinese Democracy they play. They play There Was a Time. They play Prostitute. They've played a missing song. Oh, uh, Better. Better is fantastic. Yeah. So they've played from that album, which is a Guns N' Roses album. I don't know if Axel had the foresight or what. He has stuck by this band, even though by himself and Dizzy Reed, mind you. <laughs> yes. They have stuck by this band. Now they're playing those songs live, and Slash and Duff seem to really be digging playing those songs. Yeah. But Ruben, there is a song on this album that just for me is not the best. In fact, it is the worst song. Myself as well. We have to preface, we love every, almost everything they do. Now, this doesn't make this a bad song. Just the worst one on the album. That's right. That's all we're saying. That you have even Jason would have to pick a song that's the worst. I know he would have a hard time doing this. Our brother Jason is the largest GNR fan in the world. But this song, both Ruben and I both agree that this is the worst song on this album. Uh, and I lost it, Ruben. My apologies. Okay, I here forget, we go. I forget you. So we're just gonna play little snippets so Facebook doesn't take us down. Are you recording on your I am, brother. Okay. <laughs> That part's cool. It is. That part's cool. It but it doesn't stay cool the whole time. It's a rockin' song. It's very rockin'. It's a rockin' song. Again, this album, I love Chinese Democracy. It's a great album. It's, it's uh, multiple layers. It's got... it's. Anyways, it's an incredible album. Mm -hmm. A lot of talent on this album, Buckethead and, and what have you. But this song, it's just not unique enough. There's other songs that are very unique on this song, like Shackler's Revenge, Sorry, Better, There Was a Time, Prostitute, just to name a few. Those songs are just, they just seem to be more epic and mm -hmm. more layered. And just, this is just a good, good old fashioned punch in the gut rock and roll song. Not a bad song, but my pick for the worst of this album. Mine too. Okay. You're the worst, Riyadh, in the Oh, yeah, ones. sorry. We should tell our listeners who might not know this album very well. Yes. That was Riyadh in the Bedouins. I always like Guns and Roses. Yeah, but it's Riyadh Riyad in the... Maybe this was their alternate name. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Slash and Izzy were like, all right, we got uh, Guns and Roses or Riyadh in the Bedouins. Anyways, so there's that be, one. Hey, if you're looking to start a tribute band to that oh, era yeah. of Guns and Roses. Yeah, good idea, Rube. Yes, thank you. So the next album that they released was, or if we're going backwards, they did the cover album, and I should have these years ready. In 1993, this was released in November 23rd, 1993. So this was 24 years ago. I love this album. It's a great album. This album, Ruben, is called The Spaghetti Incident, and it's taken from what, Ry? Oh. I Court know. Case with Stephen Adler. That's, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Stephen Adler got upset, or he was high as a kite, or whatever, and Stephen? Oh, that's weird. Yeah. He threw a 
A big bowl of spaghetti. That's awesome. Yeah, right here. The title is an inside joke referring to a food fight between Axl Rose and Steven. Much was made of this food fight during Adler's lawsuit against the band in 93, in which Adler's attorney referred to as the spaghetti incident. The meaning was explained by drummer Matt Sorum in a 94 interview with much music and confirmed by Slash in his autobiography, Slash. Great book, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's a good read. It's a good so, read. Uh, poor Steven. I mean, that was 24 years ago, 23 years ago, but however... It's called the spaghetti incident. It's a question mark. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay. So, is this the spaghetti incident? It is. It's the fifth studio album by the American hard rock band Guns N' Roses, and it's an album composed of covers of older punk rock and hard rock songs. However, there is an exception. There is an exception to that cover, and there is one original song on the album, Ruben. There is. Do you know what that song is called? Uh, take a look at your game, girl. That's right. So this caused some controversy. The name of the song is Look at Your Game Girl, and oh. it was it was a hidden track at the end. The track was kept secret, including not being on the advanced tapes sent out to reviewers. The reason for that is because this song was written by none other than, may he rest in pieces, Charles Manson wrote this song. What was he thinking? Axl Rose? Yeah. This was 24 years ago. He was in his 20s, late 20s. Axl's always been kind of a weird person. I don't mean that eccentric controversy he loves controversy i think he kind of surrounds the name of the album is based on (laughs) a food fight he had with somebody yeah said in a courtroom well he has a reason rose claimed the reason we didn't list that song on our album is we wanted to downplay it we don't want to give any credit to charles manson on the album it's like a hidden bonus track (laughs) what a weird bonus the band considered removing the song from new pressings of the album with david geffen stating in a phone interview, I would hope that if Axl Rose had realized how offensive people would find this, he would not have ever recorded the song in the first place. The fact that Charles Manson would be earning money based on the fame he derived committing one of the most horrific crimes of the 20th century is unthinkable to me. Yeah. All right, All right so, so let's move, moving on. No, yes. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're doing fine here. We're, 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 yeah, we're doing good. So this song, where is it? We're going to have to find it for our audience. Yeah, we're right here. You're right there, you're there, brother. Oh, okay. So this is Look at Your Game Girl, written by none other than Charles Manson, sung by Axel Rose. So I don't think Slash is on this. I forget who records I, this. I, yeah, I don't think Slash is on the, the track. Okay. So Look at Your Game Girl, our pick for worst song. The, the only original song on the album, Look at Your Game Girl, yeah. as written by Charles Manson. Okay. All right. So now we're going backwards in time still. We're on User Illusion 2. Yes. This album, too. So Ru- good. Oh, yeah. Such yeah. a good album. Let's, oh, yeah. My apologies. Let's, let's, let's do a little uh, my shout apologies. My apologies to User Illusion 2. This is an incredible album. The fourth studio album by hard rock band Guns N' Roses. Released in 1991. Do you remember that day? Yes. It's one of those days of my childhood I remember. Talk about it. Okay, well, you and Jay bought the tapes and the CDs for it. One for the the Walkman, the Sony Walkman, the yellow thing. The other for the stereo CDs. Blew my mind. I love how epic the songs were. Yeah, so this was 1991, and this was our young listeners, like Ethan, our nephew, who just chimed in. Uh, Ethan likes that song, Look at Your Game Girl. That's awesome, buddy. You're your father's son. (laughs) (laughs) You're your father's son. Again, the worst song in the album. It doesn't make it a bad song. It's just the worst song on the album. We have to pick, and please, by all means, our listeners, you can play along with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, tell, tell us what, Ethan, tell us what your uh, worst of the song is for each album that we've covered so far. So we've covered Chinese Democracy, The Spaghetti Incident, 
And uh, now we're on Use Illusion 2. So chime in by all means and give us your pick of your worst of the worst song from each album. So you yeah, so Ruben and I and our friends, we took the day off school. We got permission from our parents to skip school because oh, yeah. it was a Tuesday. You'd be skipping it anyways. Well, yeah. Well, we we did it honestly and openly. We didn't have to lie because <laughs> we were gonna do it anyways. We got the blessing from our parents. Go thy way, my child, and buy you. Did you ever get caught skipping school? Uh, no, I was a very good skipper of schools. I, I would forge my parents' signature <laughs> on the absentee form that they stapled to the report card. You just take it off, and then the parents would never see it. <laughs> In grade eleven, on the first Thursday of school, I had. Dark's appointment. So I went to the office. I'm like, hey, I'm, I got a dark's appointment. Okay, sure. The next Thursday, I had to go to the principal's office for something, or the office. And the secretary goes, oh, that's right. You got a doctor's appointment on Thursdays. I said, that's right. Yes, I do. Every Thursday. Nice. That was your ticket. <laughs> the ticket. Never. Yeah, I miss Socials 11, though. I don't know a lot about Canadian's, Canada's history. We don't have one. <laughs> we've, we've always been here. <laughs> We skipped school. We waited in line, bought the CDs, took them home, put them in our stereo. And this, kids won't understand this anymore. But, oh. but, you know, like you couldn't stream this. We opened up the package. We put the CD you in. read the liner we notes. We read the liner notes. Everything. Who wrote you. this song? Who wrote this song? As we, and we're like, oh, yeah, I remember listening to this at the concert. And then we sat. And we just listened to music. We're just like, sure. and just listen. And we just kept listening to it. And the other band that we did that for was Metallica for the Black Album. We did the same thing. We brought it home. We listened to it. So Ethan said he missed our Chinese democracy pick, but I would have picked The World or Riyadh and the Bedouins. We did pick, Ethan, Riyadh and the Bedouins and The World, good second choice. It's okay. You're not saying you don't like the songs. They're just the worst of the best. I, I like If The World. I like it kind of like background music. It's kind of funky, though. It has yeah. like other, like other countries. Otherworldly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of world. <laughs> <laughs> what is the worst song? On Easy Illusion 2, brother. Okay, this one we also agreed on, Rube. You've been late in the real world. How many times have you hit and missed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me do it. I'll take care of it. Jeez. Sorry, we're all okay. young and everybody's ears. All right, all right. Post-production that yeah. we'll all level out. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Okay, so... Uh... <laughs> Trying to keep it uh, PG-13 yes. there. Yeah, we're just trying to keep it a little PG-13. <laughs> okay, yeah, so my world. Uh, Axel attempting to rap. I'm not sure what's going on there. But we stepped into his world, and I did not agree with it. Uh, one of the things I like about Axel is he seems to have artistic integrity. Like, he'll go and do something, whether it's all the stupid songs that we mentioned that we think are the worst. But he did explore into rap. Good for him. Explored in different textures and layers and he did it too for rocket queen during the 90s there too during the yeah, rocket queen song he would uh very colorful language uh, rap that you would yeah. during the rocket Okay, 
Moving on to Use Illusion 1. Just for the record, people should know this. Of course, Use Illusions 1 and 2 released the same day. were released on the same Which day. Which one was the number one album, though? 2 was. Are you right? Yeah. I remember that. I remember kind of feeling bad for one. I don't know why. <laughs> somebody, somebody has to. But I always find it interesting that whoever bought two didn't buy one. I, I, I don't like the orange. Yeah. They only have six albums. Right. But there's orange on two to three of them. I think Gina Lies has orange on it. Like Apple. Get it? Orange and apples. Okay. Orange and apples? Yeah. I don't know. It's, you're talking about orange. I just thought of fruit and I'm wearing a uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just seems such an off-putting color orange can be. Chris has chimed in. He goes, I'm with you guys in your picks thus far. I, I don't want to read. I don't. No, it's okay. I'll, Does it mention the user illusion one yet? Yeah, but he, but he picks one that we didn't pick. So oh, okay. okay. Well, let's... So he says, I would have gone with Garden of Eden. That was a close contender. Hmm, interesting. Uh, usually I, I like it, though. I just don't like Alice Cooper. No, you know, you think of the garden. Ooh. Yeah, there's last no, night. Garden I, of the Eden. I love that song. Yeah. All right. Chris, you don't know what you're talking about. Hey. Hey, easy on the guy. Oh he's my like, gosh. He's allowed to have the He's worst. a big boy. He can take my criticism. <laughs> yeah, he's a big boy, all right. All right, so uh, Ethan, I'm not sure what that means. Ethan, our nephew, picked bad apples. Uh, come on, I'm wearing the shirt, man. Ethan, I, Ethan, you're wrong. Bad apples? I think Ethan and Chris are bad apples. Oh, man, They're you guys are bad. This whole... Oh, man. Well, since this is our show, yeah, <laughs> since this is our show, it's so... It's it's our pick that matters, not our <laughs> listeners. Okay, so this is what we picked. I think we picked the same one for Use Illusion 1, did we not? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, it's right here. You ain't the first. You ain't the first. Was it just a come along, honey? Was it meant to last? I, I, I don't know where we're in the song. Okay. Thank you, welcome, Lord. Sorry, Ethan. Yeah. There's a time I knew every song, you know, like, off my heart. When I was Ethan's age. You know Duff has his fingerprints all over the song. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You Ain't the First. All right. So the- which song would you rather listen to? You Ain't the First or The Garden, Chris? Yeah, like, that's a good question. You pick Bad Apples there, uh, Ethan. Are you serious? You'd rather listen to... You ain't that's how you have to measure these songs, Ethan. Is you have to say you're gonna rock out to you ain't the first over bad apples. All right, that's your call, man. But this is our show, we're going with you ain't the first. So, moving on, where are we now? We are you, we're now on Gene Our Lies. Boy, this album caused controversy when this album I came know, out. I know, one of my favorite, Aer- <laughs> I saw Aerosmith there, one of my favorite Guns N' Roses songs of all time, is actually one of their most controversial. And we won't get into the song. You can Google it yourself. But it's one in a million. Love that song. The acoustic, the electric behind the acoustic guitar. Axel's raw, raspy, I have, unhinged voice. You remember my Panasonic clock radio with the tape player? It was silver, gray, uh, right. green, LED yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I'd listen to that every morning. One morning, I won't mention who, but uh, mom <laughs> came in and took the tape out. She got sick of me listening to it. It wasn't, oh, like, it wasn't, right. it wasn't like a she wasn't like unhinged or anything right. like that, but just like ah, this song again, right? <laughs> Which one? One in a million. One in a million. Yeah, it's a great song. I it's love a, it's, it. It's a fantastic song. To, to me, it's like a, it's got like a Bruce Springsteen vibe to it. That yearning, that wanting to do something with your life. Small time white boy, man. Yeah, just trying to make, make ends meet. meet. Don't need your religion. Don't watch that much TV. Just making my living, baby. And that's, that's enough, enough for me. me. I'm a small town white boy. Religion. Don't watch it, not 
That's a great, yeah, it's an incredible song. But that's not, that's our best. That's if we had a, a this, pod- isn't, this isn't the best no, of the worst. No, you're right. This is, or this the, the best of the best. This is the worst of the best. Yeah. We, have, we do have a song that I think we, we disagreed on this one. This is our first disagreement. Okay. Okay. I think this one should have been split in two, by the way. Okay, so Ruben's going to argue right off the bat. I think you're going to say the first side A of the tape was their uh, it's an EP, EP. Extended play. Uh, what was it called again? Extended play. I thought the album had a title. Um, um, I think this is live. Is yeah, GR live, live or yeah. something like that. And it had four songs: "Move to the City," "Mama Kin," "Nice Boys," Reckless. And, and "Reckless Life." Okay, so if you want to divide up GR, GR Live is their smallest album, and it's causing the biggest debate here. The first four songs were live, and they were already released before Appetite. Yeah. The next four songs were original songs, and one of them itself was a cover of a song they already just released on Appetite, which is kind of like, eh. how do you want to do it, Rube? I, I'm just going to call it an album, so it's the worst song on the album. It's, it's, it's released as an album, officially. You can't buy their first album anymore. It comes out on GR Lies. All right. Okay. You picked, did we pick the same one? No, I, I pick uh, Used to Lover. Okay, where is that? Oh, there it is. Okay, so this was Ruben's pick. Everyone knows this. Now, Ruben picked Used to Lover. I know. I'll let the I'll let the fans get angry, but here we go. No one's going to get angry. It's got two things that songs shouldn't I have. Oh, Jason just joined us. Boy, here we go. Jason, our brother, the biggest Guns N' Roses fan, just joined the conversation. So Jason, uh, our brother, uh-huh. he is picking for the worst song on GNR Lives, Used to Love Her. Continue. All right. I'll mention the first worst thing first. No, not, not what was the worst, but... Sure. One of your reasons why you picked it as the worst. Humor. It's about their dog, apparently. That's what they say. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Still. That's their, their lies, the joke. Right, right, sure. It's animal cruelty or it's murder, one or the other. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Either way, they killed something. Hey, well, that's the second part. Now, of course, the second part doesn't count because, you know, it's a joke. And so right. I was just like... Well, tongue in, it's tongue-in-cheek. It's absolutely tongue-in-cheek. I guess it's funny. I'm, I'm actually a big lyric guy. I love lyrics and songs. Uh-huh. Like, I actually love... So why didn't you pick that one, then? It's Because it, this is one of the exceptions, actually, for me, where... The groove of the song I enjoy. It's got uh-huh. a little bit of Rolling Stones. It's a bit of a Rolling sure, Stones, yeah, kind yeah. of bluesy rock. So I think the song, the way it sounds. See what Jason wrote? I know. Jason agrees with Ruben. That's fantastic. Well, you both are going to disagree with me, but but both Christopher and Goff and myself picked this one. Now again, I like the song, but it's the worst. It's the worst. I would actually rather listen to. I would rather listen to "Used to Lover." <laughs> you know why? Because "Nice Boys" is their, one of their weakest songs because the chorus sounds very. It's not the band that they become. Like "Used to Lover" is more GNR today than "Reckless Life" is today. If that makes sense, "Reckless Life" sounds very 1985, very like uh, a troubadour type. I, to me, it's just a. It's it's a. It sounds like a juvenile song. "Nice Boys." Don't play rock. <laughs> the, that's where the lyrics lose me. The nice boys don't play rock and roll. Like they're bad boys. That leave that to Motley Crue. This is Guns N' Roses. That's that's my pick for worse. All right. Are we related? We are related. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Jay. I agree. I agree. Look, we. It's my show, man. <laughs> I. But you're absolutely right. Nice boys would probably be more fun to watch live. 
Used to Lover is not a very good song live. With you, I agree on that. Uh, oh, Ethan, Ethan has joined in. He said a uh, good point about uh, uh, Bad Apples. He'd rather listen to Bad Apples. One in a Million is an incredible song. Definitely my favorite of the album. Okay, all right, all right. So we're moving on. We've uh, that was our that was the only one we've disagreed on so far. I think isn't it? I, I think so, brother. Okay, we can move on. Are we good? Uh huh. We okay? Well, we okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can let it go. Okay, I think because we agree on the last song, so we're now going to Appetite for Destruction. Appetite for Destruction, probably a near perfect album. Every single song, no filler, old killer. But even back in 1987, when I listened to this album, there was a song that I wasn't that crazy about. Okay. That's just when me. you say near perfect, you take the song out, you got a perfect album. Yeah. I think if this song didn't exist, you would be hard, very hard pressed lowers, to find the worst it song. It lowers the bar. It really does lower the bar. This is that juvenile thing I was talking about. I think the song is definitely speaking to that juvenile. But even back when I was a teenager, it was like, again, uh, yeah, here we go. So I'm just going to play the song, and you tell me, listening audience, if you agree with Ruben, and our, we both agree with this choice as the worst song on their best album. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll stop it there for the lyrics kick in. Yeah, anything goes. Everybody agrees. Yeah, but you know what's funny? Like, if that's playing on the radio, I'll never turn it off. Like, it's not a boring song. You're not listening. No. You're not bored. The lyrics, it's, it's lyrics ru- are- the lyrics ruin the song. Yeah, we all agree. We all agree. We're all united in this one cause. I would be very hard pressed to find uh, somebody picking another song over this one worse than anything goes. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Probably just, like just. Somebody living at home with like a low IQ. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's like, that's me. Why would you say that about me? Are you living at home? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So, anyways, there we go, Ruben. We've tackled Guns N' Roses, the biggest band in the world today again. Crazy. They're touring the world, number one tour in the world. They're beating out uh, bands like U2 right now. So, uh, U2, Coldplay, Metallica. It's, it's amazing. So, good for them. Yeah. Uh, they've been around for 30 years as a band since their first release. Now, obviously, you got talent going for them. And the other thing I, that they have going for them is they're able to bury the hatchet and move forward. They did. Bury the hatchet and move forward. That's our lesson. So remember, I've been a while since I said <laughs> <laughs> Was it? Oh, yeah. In front of every silver lining, there's a cloud. <laughs> you usually say more to that. And that's it. No, that's what it is. Oh, <laughs> Jason, I live at home. <laughs> well, I hope so. You're not homeless. Remember, in front of every silver lining, there's a cloud, and we're here to help you find it. All right. Cheers. We're, we're going to do one more episode. If you want to listen, we're doing one more. It's not as fun as this one. <laughs> <laughs>